Hello and welcome to an episode of the Global Social Challenges podcast series. My name is Alexandrina Rotaru and today I'll be sitting down with Mr. Arnold Molinar, Chief Resilience Officer of Rotterdam. Uh, hello, Mr. Molinar, and thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, you're welcome. Uh, did you really find the, the Zoom please. link okay? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. That was easy. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, today, Mr. Molinar and I will be talking about urban resilience in the 21st century using Rotterdam as a case study. We will explore why resilience is a key capacity of urban environments to deal with social challenges of all kinds. I came across the topic of urban resilience when my GSC supervisor, Dr. Ian Todd, suggested it could be a good topic to, for a podcast discussion. And as an undergraduate student in public administration, uh, I quickly realized the importance of developing uh, resilience capacities for cities in the face of global challenges. And because I had to know more, I reached out to Mr. Molinar, who kindly accepted my invitation. Uh, Mr. Molinar, could you please introduce yourself for our audience and tell us a bit more on what led you to work in the field of urban resilience? Sure, and please, please just call me Arnout. That's uh, much easier. I'm, I'm, I'm already working for for quite a long time for the city of Rotterdam, and so far I've been focusing on climate adaptation, what you could see as climate resilience. I have a great grade in the physical geography, so I was always uh, already interested in the in the living environment, and especially water, and rolled into climate adaptation, and from there I. I, I, I expanded my, my view and to um, and started to focus on the, the resilience uh, perspective in the, in the well in the broader perspective you could say so that, that's, that's a little bit my my, my background right, yeah that's that's a very interesting background but before uh, diving in into our discussion I would like mm-hmm. to clarify for our listeners uh, the concept of urban resilience. Uh, what is it? So to my understanding, it represents the capacity of any urban environment to survive, adapt and grow, regardless of long-term tensions and crises of all kinds. Is this correct? Am I missing any important elements? Uh, I think this, 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 this is the core, you could say. Uh, maybe um, how we work on resilience, it, it, uh, we also include more the preventative part. Eh? So. Uh, it's also the capacity to withstand uh, um, uh, shocks and stresses, but when they happen, also adapt and grow. And so that's that's the package of uh, what I would say as uh, being resilient. And why is urban resilience so important for our society? Yeah, I think this that's especially now uh, nowadays because we are entering an era of change, as you could say, or um, because there are so many transitions and, and, and challenges going on that you could say are disruptive for, for our society, for our city. And so it's, it's becoming more and more important to build this capacity, how to deal with these challenges. And, and not, not, not only the problems, you could say, but also benefit uh, from, from these transition as well. Yeah. But uh, also... I was curious, why is there a focus on urban environments specifically? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think it is because several reasons. So on one hand, you see the growth of cities. So the population within a few decades 
globally, um, they speak of 70%, uh, 70% of, of the population uh, being living in urban environments. And it's also the city, especially coastal cities, are cities are, are the place where these challenges all come together. And, um, and I think a third reason is that um, when you compare the, the acting possibilities and responsibilities of mayors, uh, they, they really can act uh, faster, but they also have to act because they have a responsibility in spatial planning. And so there are a couple of reasons uh, why, um, why cities now are uh, in, the, in the focal point. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let me summarize this quickly to see if I understand. So first of all, cities uh, are growing exponentially, way more rapidly sure. than other environments. Yeah. Uh, all these challenges, they are coming together and they are also uh, multiplying in these urban environments. Yeah. And um, it's also easier to, to address uh, these challenges in such an environment because we can uh, give a faster response. Yeah, yeah, that's easier, and 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 because yeah, the, the responsibilities are often in the hands of mayors to act in the in the spatial in the public space, yeah, for example. Yeah. What are the values or the qualities uh, that are staying at the core of urban resilience? Yeah, so I, I think you are referring to the what we call the seven resilience qualities. Of well, of course, they are all even even uh, even uh, equal important, but. Let's 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 focus on, for example, um, uh, flexibility. That that you can imagine that to introduce flexibility in spatial planning or or in in, in organizations uh, that that that's crucial to to be adaptive. Um, but on the other hand, we also have to invest in robustness. And so um, a city or a building uh, or organization has has to be able to withstand. Uh, well, shocks and stresses related to, for example, extreme weather. Um, <clears throat> but a, a very important one also is inclusiveness. Yeah? So part of being, uh, being at a resilient city, I think inclusiveness in this case is important to, to, to involve people in decision-making and planning. Uh, but it's also about inequity yeah? and, and, and to, to, to focus on, 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 on equity in cities and social cohesion. What do you think is your responsibility in shaping all of these qualities? Yeah, so let me put it this way. I'm, 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 I'm not responsible for managing all those transitions, and, 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 but I'm a little, more or less the coordinator, uh, a knowledge broker, uh, a spider in the web. I'm not sure if that's an English uh, 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 pronunciation, but so that's, that's, that's a little bit my, my role uh, to... to and to uh, be the connector between uh, practice and policy and science and uh, and uh, uh, develop uh, an overall strategy. So that's that's why I'm working uh, quite hard now on the second uh, new uh, resilience strategy for the city of Rotterdam. Yeah, you seem like you have a very important role connecting and bringing stakeholders together. I think that's also uh, one of the most important qualities in. Yeah, the development in general of our society mm -hmm. currently. But I have a curious question. So what would, would you say that um, the process of building uh, urban resilience is more of a planned or an emergent process of change? Yeah, good question. I, I thought about this um, um, earlier. And so maybe it's a mix. Eh? So, that I think 
that um, at least it, it, it is good to try to plan and to well, also on a more structural basis, try to work on resilience and to, 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 uh, and to embed the resilience thinking. That is something that, that you can plan, of course. On the other hand, you are building a, cap- a capability to respond to uh, shocks or stresses. And, and, that, and that the emergency part is, is, comes uh, to, to the table, you could say. But well, I think that the challenge right now is to, on a structural basis, work on the resilience capacity of cities. Yeah. Uh, Arnold, you are um, an expert of, of resilience based in the Netherlands and specifically mm-hmm. in Rotterdam, a city with such a unique environment. And knowing that uh, Rotterdam has a long history of environmental challenges as being a Delta city, as well as man-made disaster going through the bombardment in the Second World War. So Rotterdam mm-hmm. is, knowing, is known as ve- already being very adaptable and, fle- and flexible in the face of challenges. However, um, as you also mentioned, there are increasing challenges that seem to disrupt societies even more like globalization, digitalization, climate change, and also the new economy. Do you view these to be key challenges uh, for urban resilience right now? Yes, sure. So this is already a good uh, first shortlist, you could say, but I definitely would like to add to this the growing inequity in cities. So which you can see maybe as as a component of social resilience. And so and that's also what's happening now, you would say that in the first strategy, we we more or less were focusing on on the, the, the physical, the technical resilience. Uh, and that's and that still has to continue, of course. But also, but now we also want to focus on the more social resilience part of our city. Yet. The city is is of bricks and stones, but uh, the main part of our cities are the citizens themselves. Uh, resilient Rotterdam starts with the resilience of the city, the citizens. Yeah? And of course, there are, I think also things like the energy transition and 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 a, a growing concern related to biodiversity are also issues that we should pay attention to. Yeah, yeah you're, you're bringing uh, to the table a very, I would say, new perspective on emphasizing on the social part of resilience, because I feel mm-hmm. like many times when thinking about resilience, people just associated with uh, climate resilience, with just uh, the, the living environment, but mm-hmm. no one really understands the value of um, a social cohesion. And with this, um, yeah, with this idea, what is what is exactly the role of social cohesion in developing resilience? How does it, to what extent do we need to to foster a sense of social cohesion among uh, urban residents in order to facilitate uh, resilience? Yeah, it's um, a good question and, and 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 not easy to answer. But you can imagine social cohesion is is helping building <clears throat> a more um, on a community based eh, as as a city. Social cohesion helps when 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 something happens like a pandemic right now. Uh, you see some some districts where people immediately start to help each other and and um, and use the informal social networks that are there, and uh, so that that's I think all part of this social cohesion. It's 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 an, it's it's a crucial part of being also a social resilient city. Is it visible, for example, in Rotterdam, 
are can certain neighbor, neighborhoods be um, I don't know categorized as more cohesive? Is there a difference already in how uh, people are uh, managing themselves? That would be mm -hmm. yeah. I understand the question. So I, I I do not have the 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 overall overview. What I know is that because that that's also one of our pilots. That's a, a resilience about to 2021 uh, to 2028. Um, a really a programmatic approach on district level, and we together with um, universities uh, mapped the existence of uh, all the informal networks, and that's 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 really huge in this district. And we do really have. Uh, life examples of what happened uh, when the pandemic was there or the, uh, there were uh, potentially afraid for riots because of the, the curfew. And so these informal networks showed their value. And we really want to find out how can we learn from this and scale this up to other, other, other districts. But having said that, it's certainly the case that uh, also looking at other indicators that are differences between districts in, in Rotterdam. So you, you could say we, ha we have the more richer districts and the more poorer districts, but that's, that's, that's something else than well-being or liv livability. So we, we do have a lot of statistics um, related to these issues. And is the municipality also preparing a specific uh, strategy for improving social cohesion? And like, if you know what kind of instruments are used in this? Yeah, well, there is a whole department uh, focusing on this, or may maybe two, maybe two departments, and 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 we try as from the resilience team try to find out how can we add the resilience lens to uh, to these projects. Are are we really doing the right things um, regarding building capacity uh, to to uh, to uh, to be flexible and to adapt and to and to grow uh, no matter what happens? And so that's. That's more, more or less our role. And one of the things what, what I would like to mention is this scaling principle. And so we really want to learn from the successes of the last few years and try to scale this to, to other districts. So I, I observe a, a very, maybe an important role of learning from the past and... Uh... Sure, yeah, that's the case. Yeah. Which, which, which is one of the seven resilience qualities, yeah, to be reflective. Uh, and, and that's and it's of course it sounds uh, simple and, and logic, uh, but it's I think it's uh, um, there's still a way to go to really embed reflectiveness in in in, in what cities are doing and uh, and how we work. Okay, so we mentioned uh, social uh, cohesion also being an important part of building resilience. Also mentioned already the challenges like climate change and digitization. Uh, maybe in the area of uh, digitization, you can tell uh, you could tell us what kind of challenges does it bring and what what is Rotterdam currently doing in regards to, to this aspect. Uh, yeah, so I think um, yeah, so the digitalization is 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 one of the this disruptive transitions that is going on. You could even say that 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 what I understand more and more. Um, we, we we do have the real city, but we also developing a more a kind of a, a digital city, uh, even literally in three uh, D models, etc. Uh, but this virtual city is is also becoming uh, an important part of our daily life, and. and and that creates a lot of opportunities because we, uh, how can we use these techniques and, and 
smart solutions uh, and data uh, to become a more resilient city and to and to help citizens to become more resilient. That, that, that are crucial questions for the coming years, I think. The other side of the coin is that we are creating new vulnerabilities. So because everything is getting dependent from Internet of Things and, uh, and, and software. Um, so cyber resilience is a really growing topic in the, on the agenda of, of resilience in, in, in cities. Uh, well, at least that's, that's what we are going to address uh, as, an, as, a, as a focus area. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that uh, Rotterdam is uh, keeping up so fast with all, all these developments. And I'm wondering, besides these challenges, uh, what, other, what other challenges is Rotterdam mainly facing? Yeah, well, of course, we, as a low-lying Delta city, we, we, we have to continue working on climate resilience. And nowadays, also of, because of, also of our port, you could say energy, the whole energy transition and how... How can we use the energy transition also to become a more social resilient city because it's creating jobs, uh, etc. So that's an important. So, so 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 to use the energy transition and, uh, for example, climate adaptation, what we are working on anyhow as a leverage for also uh, a social stronger city or districts. That's also a new perspective, you could say, maybe maybe a paradigm shift to. to to, to, to use social resilience as the, as the starting point and, and find out how we can use the other transitions uh, to, uh, to increase this. All those challenges are interlinked to each other. Right? So uh, social resilience and energy transition, uh, but also cyber and climate because we, we need a new infrastructure which is optimized and, and that has to be cyber resilient. So there are a lot of crossovers between these uh, these uh, themes you could say yeah that was going to be exactly exactly my next uh, question about that uh, i understand that we we are trying to to differentiate between different challenges but uh, at the end they are all overlapping and i i suppose it's it's smarter to to choose an, an integrative approach instead of addressing different challenges yeah exactly yeah and uh, how how is uh, Rotterdam dealing with these challenges? I know it's a it's a very broad question, but um, yeah. So by, by um, con- about a few a few things, uh, what I can say about this. So so that, that that's why I think it's good to to to, to develop an overall strategy. So so uh, in the first place, we are able to have this overview and and try to understand the interlinkages. And a crucial part of this. This strategy is to, what the coming year is to develop a knowledge agenda, as we call it, together with uh, the knowledge institutes, uh, because there is a whole, you could say, knowledge ecosystem system growing. And the three big universities in the region are going to work together on a resilient Delta Institute. Uh, we have the Global Center, uh, the, the University of Applied Sciences is having a minor on resilient cities. So we really want to connect and use this uh, to, uh, to create our, our <clears throat> a long-term knowledge strategy, but we also need pilots. We need pilots to be to to showcase and to f- and to experiment uh, with what resilience is. And maybe the last thing what I can mention is uh, because we only have short time, is the uh, that we also are working on um, embedding 
um, and anchoring the resilience thinking. For example, in the municipality itself, in the organization of, of uh, the local government. Um, and so, so we need knowledge development and but also visible pilots, um, uh, but also the anchoring aspect is, is, is crucial. Um, <clears throat> could, could you tell us, um, so you mentioned a few, um, these pilots, what, what, um, what pilots are, is Rotterdam currently working on? One of the imp most important pilots is the one I already mentioned, and that's the, 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 the Resilient Boat to 2028 uh, program. Uh, because there, a lot of things are coming together. Yeah? So, uh, so f and about it's about climate resilience and about the energy transition. But we want to find out how we can use this as a leverage for social social resilience. Um, and we are, um, it's 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 uh, well, and and the same is what we are doing on a building level. <clears throat> um, but now it's also a matter of scaling uh, the lessons learned to 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 other districts and maybe other other buildings um, and and for the future a, a, a big what's well, not a project but maybe more a program is to de develop this knowledge agenda and another well in the cyberspace we are working on an overall would say cyber uh, risk overview for the whole uh, for the whole city Okay, so yeah, there are quite a few things going in parallel. Sure, sure, that's 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 the case. Yeah, it's 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 complex, uh, but we yeah, that's we have to deal with this complexity. Yeah, uh, and I'm curious, what uh, projects get you excited the most? Well, the Botu thing is 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 at least well, like I mentioned, that's that's a really exciting well experiment, you could say, pilot. I'm also yeah, I'm 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 quite quite fond of a, a completely other component of, of uh, say climate resilience and that's floating development and I, I really I truly believe that worldwide uh, to to innovate uh, and accelerate floating development uh, that might be one of the solutions yeah? and, uh, especially for coastal cities of course so that's actually uh, a second one yeah and 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 to link this to institutes that are now uh, in Rotterdam, uh, landed in Rotterdam and being developed. Yeah? So the Resilient Delta Institute and the Global Center on Adaptation. That's also what I think, uh, um, well, it's, it's difficult to, to make a choice, actually. It's, it's, it's all, all relevant and important. Uh, but yes, yeah, certainly I do have, do have a few favorites, yeah. Yeah, it's very, very understandable. And uh, actually, yeah, I also observed that uh, Rotterdam is a front runner on uh, already implementing such floating buildings. Is, is Rotterdam planning on uh, building more? How is or it's now only in the phase of experimenting? Uh, you could say that it is, it is getting out of the phase of experimenting. Eh? So because recently um, they... Uh, launched the opening of 18 floating houses in one of the in one of the, the, the port areas, which which doesn't sound maybe very new, but this is all built on water that is uh, in open connection with the sea, yeah, with uh, one and a half two meters tidal differences. So that's that's I think uh, the, the new thing here, um, and we and and there is a big master plan. Uh, as one of the big seven projects related to the resilience recovery from COVID-19. 
the, 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 the master plan for the Rijnhaven, so also one of the port areas where the floating office is built for the global center. And that, that's also, um, well, that, that, that will be an area um, where more floating developments will, will, will occur coming years, yeah. Very, very excited to see where this goes. I mm. think like such, a, such an innovative and um, just being adaptable, adaptive mm -hmm. even, even on top of water. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, you, you, you also touch right now on the, on the COVID recovery plan and I was gonna ask uh, how did COVID impact developments of all of these projects? Yeah, well, of course, like like other cities in the world, we we, we faced uh, serious health uh, issues, of course, and even uh, additional casualties. Sad enough, and so that 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 in the first place, I think, is is uh, the direct impact. But there is a whole cascade going on on effects yes, or in, an impact. So the the of course the economical crisis followed by uh, by the health crisis, you could say, and. <clears throat> and and within this also the whole cultural sector has is facing um, a severe impact and yeah and on top of this we are still facing the climate crisis so it's a multiple crisis situation right now actually that we have to have to deal with so that's why I think well it's, it's really good that uh, on a on a political uh, level they they also decided to really come up with a, a structural recovery plan. And not not just to bounce back to <clears throat> the old situation, but but to bounce back better, as we call it. And so, include using the momentum and these big seven projects, for example, to include climate resilience and to to really make the city more greener and create more jobs. So that's I think well that's that's a good a good part of the recovery plan. So COVID was. Uh... As a, as a first-hand test or <laughs> challenge to, to actually experience, to, to implement the resilience strategy or to see how the resilience of, how resilient Rotterdam is. As a yeah, well, that, that's, that's a good point. But of course, it, it certainly helped the awareness on, on, on the concept of resilience. And so maybe five, five years ago, I had to explain what resilience is about and, and why we think it is urgent. Uh, but now, also caused by COVID, it's 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 not longer more about the question what is it about and why, but it's now about the how. How are we going to implement resilience thinking, and how are we going to build on a more resilient city? And that's uh, yeah, that's that's that helps. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're completely right. Um, I'm just realizing how how powerful of a, of a yeah of a historical event COVID was that actually made us understand that resilience is important because yeah like before COVID I haven't even heard it that much the term but after that it's it's grown yeah. exponentially yeah yeah and and unfortunately this is the way it goes so just as a, as a uh, a, a short example, our uh, the water boards in Holland they also have a saying that that says, uh, "Oh Lord, give us our daily bread." But also nowadays, a small uh, small flooding. Um, and in Dutch, it's it it, it is a, bet, a better sentence. But but you understand eh, that that sometimes it helps when 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 there is a small crisis. Okay, COVID is a, a huge crisis, but we better should learn from this and and. Uh, 
and get get out of it stronger. That, that's and, and build resilience now. Did it also work on um, like governmental level and when it comes to to the yeah to the public side of administration? Did also COVID help? I don't know, maybe foster a faster response in general to to future um, crises. Is that did something change in how how the municipality, how the local governments are uh, managing in general crises? Um, that that's that's difficult to say, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it will uh, because not what you see happening now is that also the local government itself, the organization itself, is thinking, okay, how can we become uh, as a, as a local government more resilient? Eh? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe we also have to, when we create uh, vacancies, we really should focus and attract uh, employees that that are, can think on an integral way. And um, well, etc. So, so there, there, there. I think a lot of it's a huge dashboard with with uh, things that you can 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 uh, change and use um, to to create a better a better local government. Are there any other opportunities that appeared in light of the COVID crisis? Yeah, exactly. What that was now, I remember what I wanted to say. So it, it's about. Uh, for example, that uh, the way we are doing this podcast right now, that's, that's so we are working at home, and now you see already worldwide um, that cities uh, are thinking about uh, less office space and and uh, more working towards a hybrid uh, way of of uh, of well offices and working at home. That will save us a lot of traffic in within the cities. Um, that's good for the air quality. We also discovered that we really need uh, a good green public space for everybody that is accessible, and, but also flexible. Um, so that's also, I, I think, it really created a lot of awareness on, on different aspects. And, um, and, and, and cities are using this momentum to even create a better city and be better prepared for, for our next crisis. So did did it did COVID actually change uh, or help um, like mold the current strategy of Rotterdam? Is is Rotterdam taking account all of these changes that are that appeared in light of COVID? Um, yes. Yeah, so to, to a certain extent, yes. And and but still, I think it's good to uh, to continue uh, focusing and learning from what is happening right now. And and to and to translate these le- these lessons into into really structural and, and maybe f- fundamental changes. Yeah? So to a certain level, it is happening. But together with the universities, we also will uh, we just started an, an, a research on uh, to, to really deep dive in this matter and to find out on on what aspects and in what uh, what what sectors can we. Uh, and what, what, what activities can we identify to, uh, to increase the level of resilience and, and, to, and to grow as we, as we started the conversation? And so this growing stronger, getting out stronger of this crisis, that's, that's the, crucial, the crucial question, I think. How, how can we, on a structural basis, work on this becoming stronger instead of bouncing back to the original situation? And and I think we, we we there's still work to do and to and to and to find out what we can do more. 
It's already, uh, yeah, sounds very hopeful. And I'm glad that uh, right now there is also um, such like doing research on all the, the effects of COVID is such a hot uh, topic right now. And uh, this is definitely gonna, going to help us, I believe. Arnold, in the Rotterdam Resilience uh, Strategy, you also mentioned uh, that our primary goal is to make uh, resilience thinking common practice in our city and part of our DNA. How do we make this possible? Yeah, well, I think a lot of uh, things have, have, been, have been said already, but, but if, if, if this is also the question, how can we, uh, what, what is my message to the citizens? Um, and so then and I think, when you, when you look at your personal resilience, that's also an issue, of course. But it starts uh, it starts with being aware of of, of this resilience uh, thinking, and and you can ask yourself the question: How how resilient am I? Am I? Um, what what kind of information do I need from the local government? Actually, uh, maybe and that's also something that we want to find out. There are a lot of data. Uh, also managed by the city and what data do our citizens need? How can we help the citizens to become more resilient? Um, and of course, there are also quite, you could say, more uh, simple um, uh, examples of when it comes to climate resilience. Yeah, that, um, um, as, a, as a local government, we do have a subsidy for, for citizens that want to depave their garden or, or develop a green roof. Uh, that's so. That's that's also a way to build on climate resilience. In this case, um, it helps. It helps uh, when you have an understanding what's going on in your neighborhood. So how 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 is your neighbor doing? Can you help him? Uh, are you is your street or your neighborhood um, ready for another crisis? Did you? What can you learn from other districts? And so there are there are a lot of ways and and, and possibilities to to work on this and to and to, well, and to to make this more visible so yeah do you know where to go when 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 there is a flood for example that that's that's a, a <laughs> also a part of being resilient do you have any cash at home because when there's no electricity there will be no banks open <laughs> so yeah there are multiple questions that we can can work on and improve Right, so to summarize, basically, uh, you're advising citizens of Rotterdam to be more uh, aware, to be more curious of what is going around their surrounding areas. Yeah. And to develop their own resilience, first of all. Yeah, and of course, we, that, as a local government, we, it, it's good to find out how, how can we facilitate this. And uh, by, for example, again, working together in this district, yeah, the, the Botu district, that's where we work together with uh, uh, a representative group of, of uh, local citizens and, and, and they also exchange their lessons and ideas with other citizens in other districts. Um, so that's also what's, what's already happening. And um, an interesting uh, example also is what we call water sensitive Rotterdam. That's, that's a really community-based um, development um, in the space of climate resilience. And so, so it's, it's, it's not something from the city we initiated, you could say, um, but it is uh, now a, a community 
uh, on on the topic of climate resilience. And, and these people are inspiring each other and uh, organizing meetings and uh, climate resilience cafes. And, uh, <laughs> uh, so that's that's also I think a way to really involve and uh, and active active uh, the the citizens. This, uh, this have been su- has been such an inspiring discussion, uh, Arnold. Um, yeah, thank you so much. And um, just the main takeaways, I think, for everyone would be to, yeah, to be more involved in their community. It's such an important part. Uh, we kind of forgot as, as along in the development of our societies and modernization. Mm-hmm. Kind of forgot to be more involved in our communities. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any any book or uh, work of yours that you'd like to uh, share with our audience? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I think that the the, the most uh, easy thing to do is to go to the resilientrotterdam.nl website, and there it's you uh, will be able to download the Dutch and, and English version of the current resilience strategy. Uh, but I hope within a, a couple of months um, you will be able to download the the newest version, uh, but that will take a few a few months. Yeah, that's great news. I'll be looking forward to, to reading it. And um, I hope that um, um, this, that everyone will take into account your advice. And um, well, thank you. Thank you there very much for your time. Is there anything you'd like to add? Or- no, I think everything has been said. So thank you for the interview. Really enjoyed it.